today <laughs> it's a sensitive topic with what's happening politically but we celebrate independence and independence is not a politically charged word to be dependent inward to be liberated that is yoga these are powerful words and i'll just sh uh, share the translation as sharon who my teacher sharon gannon it's her birthday today born an independent woman on independence day so one of her teachers was sri brahmananda saraswati he translates this mantra we worship the supreme light the absolute shiva who has three eyes and who's fragrant and nourishes well all beings this light is the expression and communication of our life and it is our physical mental and spiritual radiation and prosperity kindly release us from all calamities bondage and suffering just as the cucumber is released from its stalk without injury May our minds be absorbed into Shivra, Amritam, nectar, the ocean of tranquility in complete liberation. So the nice thing about this format is you can chant as loud as you want, and I'm muting everyone right now. No one's going to be disturbed. You can be off pitch, or uh, Rachel's the most amazing musician, sounding perfect over there. You just do your best. And for this exercise, what we're going to do is rub our hands together. And as you rub your hands together, you'll start to feel some vibration. And this is prana. This is prana that you can feel. And then lift your arms overhead. And you'll feel a pulsation. You don't have to chant to feel that pulsation, but the chanting, the vibration of chanting, makes it even deeper. We're going to chant it three times. You're welcome to hear the first time or just jump right in. The words are there for you. Om Trayambakam Yajamahe Sukandim Pushtivardhanam Urdvarukamivha Bandhanam Mrityor Mukshya Amritat Suaha Om Trayambakam Yajamahe Sukandim Pushtivardhanam Urdvarukamivha Bandhanam Mrityor Mukshyam Amritat Swaha Om Trayambakam Yajamahe Sukandim Pushtivardhanam Urvarukamivha Bandhanam Mrityor Mukshyam Amritat Swaha Om Shanti Om Shanti Om Shanti Om 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 Can you feel your arms and hands and fingers pulsating? Can you feel the pulsation of electricity? The pulsation is enhanced through the mantra. Bring the hands to meet. And consider, like the cucumber, free from bondage, completely liberated, what acts we might take in this coming month, in our lives, in the practice today. It is said that you can do anything by these powers. Power of cooperation. Power of love power of friendliness, power of meditation, power of silence, and fearlessness. 
Misunderstanding is the root of all problems. No understanding is far better than misunderstanding. So we use the practice to kind of go deep into ourselves and into our true compassionate nature. And we're going to start today's practice in relaxation pose. Sounds like what it is. The soles of feet to the floor, knees up to the sky. And it might be most comfortable for you to keep the knees parallel or depending on the structure of the legs, it might be more relaxing to have the knees fall in. So you can experiment and choose which one is best for you. And for today, just let the palms face skyward, arms a little out from the sides. We hold most of the shapes for about five minutes. And as always, with all of the shapes, you're welcome to use props as needed. An example here might be to put a thin blanket underneath the head if there feels to be some tightness in the neck. You're always welcome to adjust to find ease. When we open ourselves up to continually changing impermanent dynamic nature of our own being and of reality we increase our capacity to love and care about other people and also our capacity to not be afraid and you're able to keep your heart open and mind open and you notice when you get caught up in prejudice, bias, and aggression. You develop an enthusiasm for no longer watering those negative seeds from now until the day that you die. You begin to think of your life as offering endless opportunities to start to do things differently. explorers we're drawn to discover what's out there without knowing yet if we even have the courage to face it
please extend your legs long along the ground. In between many of the asanas, we'll come to this shape, unencumbered by any props, laying on the back. shape is called Shavasana, which translates to mean corpse, and it's not macabre or morbid, it's just an opportunity to digest, that we can be present and aware as we move through this life. At the end, it doesn't have to be some big surprise. Throughout the practice, the eyes can remain closed softly open, the gaze soft, moving mindfully, the awareness of the body. Please bring yourself mindfully to a seated position. We'll come to a half butterfly. The right knee will bend and open to the side. And we'll fold over the left leg, perhaps using a blanket or pillows blocks, any props that help you to feel at ease, so that there's both support and a bit of edge. You settle into half butterfly. Everything in life, everything in this material world changes. It doesn't always change according to how we would like it to. 
But as a yogi, we learn how to be steady and even joyful in the midst of upheaval. Happiness is our true nature. To be unhappy is to deny our true nature and instead choose to dwell in ignorance, avidya, identifying with our temporary mind, body, self, misperception of who we really are. From this point of view, there's never any good reason to be unhappy. As Shamdas, another one of Sharon's great teachers, has said, our greatest wealth is the remembrance of who we really are. To discover our connection to the eternal self, to the Supreme. This is the purpose of our lives. And moving very slowly with the eyes shut or soft, coming to an upright position, exchanging your legs, and very gently coming down to the other side, the half butterfly. The props might need a different alignment for the second side. You feel welcome to explore and find a shape that feels supported with edge.
friend. This body is a great ocean, concealing reefs and sea vaults heaped up with jewels. Enter its secret rooms and light your own lamp. Within the body are gardens, rare orchids, peacocks, the inner music. Within the body, a lake. In its cool waters, white swans take their joy. And within the body, a vast market. Go there and sell yourself for a profit you cannot spend. Mira says her Lord's beauty cannot be measured. She wants only to live near his feet. Friend, this body is a great ocean, concealing reefs and sea vaults heaped up with jewels. Enter its secret rooms and light your own lamp. Please, moving softly, gently come to rest on your backs. No need to rush.
And please come to a seated position as we move into resting angel. One leg forward, one leg behind. In a vinyasa class, we might call this pigeon. You can bring a pillow or two underneath the right hip and the top of the left thigh. And then for resting angel, you'll fold forward and the head can fall onto more props or even with your elbows to the earth, let the head fall into the palms of the hands or perhaps head all the way to earth or block. The goal is for a full muscle release, allowing the underlying tissue to be stretched and open. And concentrate on seeing which additional muscles you can relax and release as the body moves through the in poses. Where are you gripping? Where is there still tension that can be released for potentially farther, further opening?
Are you looking for me? I'm in the next seat. My shoulder is against yours. You will not find me in stupas or Indian shrine rooms, not in synagogues or cathedrals, not in masses or kirtans or legs winding around your own neck, nor in eating nothing but vegetables. When you really look for me, you will see me instantly. You will find me in the tiniest house of time. Kabir says, student, tell me, what is God? He is the breath inside the breath. He is the breath inside the breath. The breath inside the breath. to an upright position. If you wish, you could press up to a dog shape on the hands and the feet, letting the head fall. Just a few breaths before easefully making your way to resting angel on the second side. Left leg stepping forward using any props that help to support and coming into resting angel folding forward forehead resting on the hands or a prop for the earth eyes soft and closed paying attention to the movement of the body to share some reflections of Sharon Gannon, celebration of Independence Day, her birthday. She said, recently in response to the current events happening in the world, most especially the COVID-19 pandemic and racism in the U.S., a Jivamukti yoga teacher said despairingly, Yoga is not the answer to everything. Now is not the time for introspection, but to act. I've heard similar responses from yoga teachers and students over the years at other times of crisis. Be they a personal crisis, for example, when a loved one dies, a national crisis like the 9-11 attacks, or global, the devastation of 
the environment. When overwhelmed by circumstances that appear to be out of one's control, it's an all too common response to throw yoga out the window and adopt an attitude of anger, sadness, and blame as if these emotions could bring clarity or practical solutions to the real issue at hand. The crisis we are all facing at this time is a spiritual crisis. If one doesn't feel that yoga has anything to contribute during a time of crisis, then they must have a limited conception of what yoga is and how the practice works. Negative emotions like anger, sadness, confusion, despair, blame, and the like cloud one's perception of reality and disable one from acting from a place of serenity. It is from this place of calm clarity that solutions will be found and a new direction perceived. It is normal to feel angry and sad when thousands of people are dying from the viral pandemic and others have lost their jobs and many are being violently abused, even murdered because of their color. Yes, these feelings are normal for people, but a yogi must resist the seduction of negative emotions, which only heighten the polarity observed. A yogi is not a normal person easily satisfied with samsaric existence. A yogi is interested in becoming a jivan mukta, a liberated soul. Please mindfully bring yourselves to rest on your back. If you wish, you could press back through the dog shape or simply roll onto the back. Either way, coming eventually to rest on the back. Just a minute to digest and absorb.
and please rolling over to the belly come up to seal pose and seal the arms extend and the palms press down if it feels too intense the hands can always move further forward or for more intensity the hands come closer Finding the place of edge where you're also able to breathe. And encouraging the buttocks, the legs. What else could relax? Continue with a few more words from Sharon. So she said, a yogi is not a normal person, easily satisfied with samsaric existence. A yogi is interested in becoming a jivan mukta, a liberated soul. Then what to do? What action is appropriate during times of crisis? Can you still take to the streets and protest? Can you still wish for a kinder world? Yes, if you are willing to be motivated by a power beyond anger, beyond preference. Patanjali suggests in the first chapter, Sutra 33, that when you encounter suffering, dukkha, you should meet it with compassion, karuna. words of Pema Chodron, if we learn to open our hearts, if we learn to open our hearts, anyone, including the people who drive us crazy, can be our teacher. If we learn to open our hearts, anyone, including the people who drive us crazy can be our teacher.
please let yourself lay gently down on your abdomen. Please mindfully press yourself back to either frog or wide-legged child seat. You might like a blanket underneath the knees, nice and wide. For frog, the knees come directly out from the hips and try to have your shins parallel to each other ankle as far as the knee. Your whole body could rest up on pillows or bolsters. Or for a little gentler version, wide-legged child seat, big toes touch and knees wide, with the torso moving towards the earth between the legs. Always welcome to use support. To find a shape with edge, but not beyond your edge. Opening your body to the level of a slight discomfort or edge is required for change in the body to occur. Just like in life, if we don't push our boundaries, we stagnate. Yet in order for more opening to occur, We must ensure that we continue to keep the breath easy and flowing. Otherwise, we achieve the opposite effect. If we hold our breath and push, the body tenses up. 
and guarding becomes stronger. Wherever you are, invite the breath to just move a bit deeper. And with it, let yourself settle. that yoga is the path to finding wholeness through transformation. And that only comes when one is still, silent and listening. The body can be the instrument for finding this wholeness. Your body is the metaphor for this struggle learning how this embodiment comes into being will help you to become more whole. Please come to rest on your back. 
the eyes remaining soft or shut, mindful of your movements. Please come up to a seated position, moving into butterfly, soles of feet together, knees to the side, and lengthen forward, and rest again, the head in the palm of the hand, or on a prop. Noticing where tightness arises without judgment, just noting. And sending the breath there to create space. In the deep fall, don't you imagine the leaves think how comfortable it will be to touch the earth? Instead of the nothingness of air and the endless freshets of wind. And don't you think the trees themselves especially those with mossy warm calves Begin to think of the birds that will come. Six, a dozen, to sleep inside their bodies. And don't you hear the goldenrod whispering goodbye? The everlasting being crowned 
with the first tuffets of snow. The pond vanishes, and the white field over which the fox runs so quickly brings out its blue shadows, and the wind pumps its bellows. And at evening especially, can't you hear the piled firewood shifting just a little? longing to be on its way. And at evening especially, can't you hear the piled firewood shifting just a little, longing to be on its way? Please come up to sit, sitting in butterfly on the floor, and then gently swing your left leg behind you, bringing the foot behind the hip, and position the front leg by moving the foot away from you. See if you can make a right angle with that front knee. And similarly, you can move the back foot away from you until you start to feel like you're tipping away from that foot. Try to keep both sitting bones firmly rooted to the ground. This is deer pose. The tendency here is to tilt away from the internally rotating hip in the back. So do your best to really make sure both sitting bones are grounding firmly beneath you. And you might need to bring the feet closer inwards towards the core of the body. But if you're very flexible, you can begin to move the feet away from the hips. And if you'd like to add on a nice stretch to the side body and back thigh, you can twist around and maybe even grab hold of that back foot 
with the right hand, adding a twist. The twist isn't for you, you're welcome to fold forward, rest on the elbows, or maybe forehead to earth. So some options here in our deer. The deer is a nice counter pose to hip openers or any external rotation of the hip as it brings some balance. The front leg has external rotation and the back leg has internal rotation. So this shape is good for improving digestion, relieving gas, helps to relieve symptoms of menopause, and reduces swelling of the legs, especially in pregnancy through the end of second trimester. It's also therapeutic for high blood pressure and asthma. Mindfully lift the torso back to the center, eyes soft or closed, lean away from that back leg and swing the left leg forward, coming back to butterfly, ready to do the second side, leaning to the left to swing your right leg around. One hip, one side may feel totally different than the other. You're trying to settle both sitting bones down to the earth. And that might mean moving your two feet closer to the core or kicking the feet further away. And from there, if you added the twist, this time twisting left, perhaps left hand grabs hold of right foot. Or if you wish to come forward, notice if your right sitting bone simply comes away from the earth and see if you can strike a good balance that you don't lose that strength of the internal rotation. And the weight of your own body is what provides the gentle pressure on ligaments, tendons, joints, and fascia.
the use of time and your body weight, gradual shifting can happen. So I call this waiting and waiting. You could even use that as a mantra as you practice. I wait as I wait. Be fully alive, fully human, and completely awake is to be continually thrown out of the nest. To live fully is to be always in no man's land. to experience each moment as completely new and fresh. To live is to be willing to die over and over again. torso upright, lean away from the back foot, and quietly, slowly, bring the back leg forward, coming back to the butterfly. Let yourself just lean back into your hands and place the soles of feet to the earth, and just gently 
windshield wipe the knees, let them fall to the left and right. Internal rotation and external rotation. And then please come to lay on your backs. Mindfully, please, come upright to a seated position, extending legs out in front of you, and folding forward for a forward bend, perhaps a pillow or two underneath the knees, soft bend in the knee can be quite nice. Some more pillows or blankets between the thighs and the chest, or using a pillow or block to rest the forehead. Finding some support as you fold forward. Forward bending is the most ingrained of all of the movements. We always bend forward to pick something up, even if we could bend backwards. We sit on chairs at work and at home, mostly at home these days, on the road. We rarely think much about bending forward in everyday life, but when we practice the forward bends in our asana practice, we might become acutely aware of tightness in our hamstrings, our hips, sensitivity in our lower backs, or fear, anger, or sadness that arise seemingly out of the blue. Karmically, forward bends take us into our past, giving us opportunities to resolve deep psychological issues which 
over time have become lodged into the joints, muscles, organs, and other tissues of our bodies. sensation and emotions that arise during forward bending without judging, denying or running away from. And we purify the second chakra, resolving relationships and setting ourselves free from the bonds of those karma. Many people find it more difficult to bend forward and be still for a few minutes than to do many rigorous activities. And this could be because of physical limitations, but it can also be because the forward bending position is a humble position, a position of surrender and letting go. Consistent forward bend practice can help develop humility, patience, endurance, and focus. While you're in a forward bend, you can cultivate a mind free of negative thoughts, a heart filled with blessings and forgiveness towards others. You can begin to let go of anger, blame, and resentment. Through practice, you'll come to realize the way other treat, others treat you coming from the way that you have treated others in the past. Forward bending offers a chance to reflect on and heal the past, leaving you free to move forward effortlessly into the future. Please peacefully 
the eyes soft or even closed. Come to lay on your back. Easefully hug knees into the chest. And keeping the right knee to the chest, extend your left leg long. With the left hand, hold the knee and open the right arm out to the side. And drawing all the way to the outer edge of the left hip, Lower the right knee to the earth on the left side. Let your right hip stack all the way on top of the left. Right knee to the earth. And gaze to the right hand. If the knee doesn't meet the floor, bring pillows underneath the knee. If the shoulder doesn't meet the floor, even with pillows under the knee, you could bring a blanket under the left shoulder. Compassion brings about the arising of enlightenment. Seeing beyond the limits of one's ego encapsulated small self. But what is compassion? Is it the same as sympathy or empathy? No. Sympathy is to recognize that someone is in pain. Empathy is not only to recognize the pain of another, but 
also to feel it as if it was happening to you. And compassion includes sympathy and empathy, but it raises the bar a few notches. A compassionate person recognizes that someone else is in pain and feels that pain but is committed to finding a way to alleviate it. Understanding that when you relieve the suffering of another, you will alleviate your own suffering as well. Yoga practices are designed to help one develop compassion and by means of compassion dissolve the illusion of otherness and all the prejudices that arise from that polarity. Please hug both knees in and come to the back. And bring the left hand over to the right knee. Extend your left leg long. And bring your right knee all the way over to the left side. Stacking the right hip over the left. If the knee doesn't meet the earth, bring a pillow underneath. Did I say the wrong side? Left knee over to the right. Gaze to the left. And if the shoulder isn't making contact with the earth, put a small blanket or something underneath. A person exercises compassion just like any other exercise, any other practice, we get stronger, we get better at it. And the result is that we grow into humility, a direction away from selfish ego concerns. To be humble is to be close to the earth, unpretentious, to bend like a blade of grass, to serve rather than expect to be served. It is possible to let go of the demands of ego, but this does require practice. Yogic nature is one of being a servant to others and to God rather than self-serving. As a servant, you do your best while not being concerned with controlling the outcome of your actions. You do your best and let God do the rest, meaning that you act without selfish motives, trying to manipulate the outcome. This involves vairagya, the yogic virtue of non-attachment. Bhagavad Gita speaks of yoga as the perfection of action, we want to act perfectly in a time of crisis, we cannot allow negative emotions like anger, sadness, or blame to motivate our actions. Because if we do, 
our actions will be imperfect and result in future suffering. your back and hug the knees into the chest release the sacrum and the lumbar let yourself gently rock from side to side front and back gently softly and then please bring yourself to your most comfortable position for final relaxation to utilize any props. For example, pillows under the knees, thin blanket under the head. You could even put your legs up the corner of your bed or your couch. this time of crisis, all those who are acting selflessly, responding to the suffering of others with compassion and humility are coming closer to yoga, to the remembrance of who they really are, to the reconnection with the Atman, the eternal divine presence within. Through service, we understand we cannot help anyone, we can only serve. And as we become a channel for service, the understanding of the yogic teachings that mysteriously speak of God as the doer begin to dawn. Through compassionate service, the presence of God is revealed. When this counter occurs, it is felt as joy, and with it comes the realization of grace, and the only response is one of gratitude, grateful to the crisis for providing the opportunity to serve. This awakening to the joy of serving is what the Catholic priest, Father Anthony Redozo, calls radical servanthood where you become a channel and are serving from the core from the root of your being from your soul rather than your ego and 
the more we can serve in this radical way, the more fulfilled we become. And the more able to serve you become. And when you tap into the well of compassion, you discover it is limitless. Because it is the loving nature of God. As God spiritually activates you with compassion, your activism becomes for rather than against. And you become clear, steady, and joyful in the midst of crisis, able to uplift the lives of others.
and breathe. Begin to bring yourselves gently back into the room. As you're ready, easily come to a comfortable seated position. May all beings everywhere be free of fear and pain. May we all be happy just the way we are. May we be at peace with whatever comes. And may we live gently in the softness of our own hearts. Deep breath in for the sounding of Om. insight necessary to utilize our lives to uplift that happiness, that freedom, that liberation, true liberation, independence of all living beings. If that sounds good to you when you hear the word ki, please say jai. Om bolo shri sakuru bhagavan ki jai. Namaste. Thank you so much for this time and togetherness.